Hey, you've made it to SpriceBase, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the SpriceBase podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. And welcome to the Spriceface Podcast. I'm Lacey. And today, Chad and I are back at it again. We've got another amazing musician here, Haley Lynn. Haley Lynn has gained momentum as one of Portland's top singer-songwriters. She's got the lyrics of El King, the attitude of Amy Winehouse, and the tenderness of Adele. I love that description. Uh, her most recent album is The Hurt, and this year she's released two new singles, Do For You and Danny DeVito, my personal favorite. Um, Haley, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm really good. Super stoked to be here. Uh, thanks so much for having me on the show. You're so welcome. Yeah. I'm so excited Chad brought you to us. Um, Chad's, his past life, for listeners who don't know, was in the music world. Um, and so Chad's kind of been the one bringing uh, musicians to us for the podcast this month. Um, but this is the first one. You two actually have never worked together before or anything like that either. You just have been following her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, saw her through social media. That's why I thought it was a good fit for the uh, social media for good. But I've been yeah following her for a couple of years and we've chatted a couple of times on over Messenger or something like that, you know, as I was trying to find out where she was playing so I could go see her and stuff. But I still have never seen a live show. So which <laughs> makes sense within the last year being COVID. But but yeah, some days I'll see her live. But I yeah, I, I love your music, Kaylee. You're just Aww. doing such a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, mm -hmm. one of these days we'll get you at a live show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always like to start off with a question around social media. So, you know, our focus at Spry is this concept of social media for good. And what good is social media if it can't spark a little joy in our life? So from your perspective over the last little while, um, tell me about a piece of social media content you saw recently <laughs> that brought you joy. Um, I do. I have, I have a lot of pieces that just have made me giggle and laugh, but one that I just can't stop laughing at is this one TikTok video about how this woman, you know, sometimes cats get on people's laptops or sit on them. And, uh, apparently what I at least heard in the TikTok video is they do that because they want to mirror you. So if you actually get them a little laptop, they will go behind the laptop and they'll Stop. leave you alone. <laughs> and then she got a little mini, like, mirror laptop for the cat and now like he's like a businessman and it's Stop. just hilarious yeah <laughs> i love that i was oh, like oh cute. my god i need to get that for my cat uh, not that she sits on my computer but i want a little business woman a little business cat <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good the number of times that animal videos are in the top things that spark people's joy is uh <laughs> impressive mm -hmm. yeah Animals are doing good on social right now. They do. They are the best thing on social. <laughs> so I want to talk about music a bit here first. So uh, uh -huh. you released two new singles this year. Danny DeVito was in April. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That came out like April 9th. 
And then um, Do For You was just at the end of May, just a, a couple of weeks ago here, too. Yeah, yeah, May 28th. It's a fresh off the farm. Are these projects that you've been working on throughout pandemic? They were. Um, Danny DeVito took kind of a whole year to put together because originally I was going to work with someone else, but because the scheduling just didn't pan out with that that individual. And I, I, I still want to work with them someday, but I ended up working with my partner, James Julian Villa with the song, and I couldn't be happier with the results. It did take a little bit of time. Mostly it was us trying to figure out, okay, vibe, sound, do we want to do this? And we actually sat on the song for a while because we wanted to figure out how to release it the right way. Um, I originally made a music video with John Meyer back in January of this year um, for the music video. And I I really wanted to figure out how to release it properly. And yeah, and then it just like I said, hey, let's just let's just get out into the world in April. And um, I've been really just so happy with how people have been receiving it. It's been really great. But Do For You was also in the making uh, along with Danny DeVito and, and another song that I'm currently in the process of making a music video for as well. So yeah, all of those songs came from uh, the quiet and slowness of uh, the pandemic. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm like, I'm like, paint a picture for me of how Danny DeVito came to life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, are you just sitting there and you're like, hey, that'd be funny. <laughs> you know, how, does that, how, does, how does that concept come to you? Um, well, I actually originally wrote the song, the song, um, the song uh, back in 2019, summer 2019. I was personally, I... I was going through some things like some some personal stuff and I wanted to cheer myself up and one of the things that I did was marathon every Danny DeVito movie that I know of. And, wow. Um, what a great idea. And I just started writing this song like I I was like I I didn't realize oh I can access GarageBand on my phone and I was like okay well I want to just kind of write something and just figure something out. So I started off with like a baseline on my guitar. And then I just came up with the lyrics. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm walking tiptoe past your ego incognito. And I'm like, I really like those words. And then I'm like, what else rhymes with that? And I'm like, Danny DeVito. I'm like, okay, we got to do this. So uh, I tested it in front of uh, some friends and I like, I kind of released a, a really rough demo on my phone and people liked it. So I'm like, okay, well I have to make the, I have to take this to the next level. So the next level was during the process of the pandemic. So this actually, the song kind of took two years to make um, because it just kept on being like, should we do that? Me sitting on it, sitting on it some more, pandemic. And then it kind of came to be. But um, yeah, you know, I I think- Is that normal for your songs for them to kind of take that long to develop over time? Or is this a bit one that's a little bit of an outlier? I think this this one kind of- like took a bit of time because um, I was currently working on putting together my my record, The Hurt, um, in 2019. So I sat on that song because I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of funkier than The Hurt. The Hurt had its own kind of vibe, its own kind of story behind it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to put this on this record, but let's see what we're going to do with it. And then everything else happened in the world and I had to wait on it. But yeah, you know, I find that at least the start of the pandemic, everybody seemed, at least from my friend group, being very creative, like especially in the Portland art scene, everyone was like, I can write. I have time to write. And for me, I couldn't do anything. Like I, Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna think about stuff first (laughs) and process this before I can actually create. So, 
Um, I wouldn't say Danny kind of resembles the same creation process that I have with other releases or even like my like earlier releases. This one, um, you know, just life stuff happened and I had to kind of juggle everything along with it, you know? I have this concept or this idea that like the level of devotion that you put into a project, if you think of it like a, um, a math equation that like equals out on both sides, mm-hmm. the level of devotion that goes into the creation side um, equals out and balances out on the other side from a consumer standpoint. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, this this video that's out on your YouTube was only came mm-hmm. out a month ago and has yeah. 5,600 views, you know, the most <laughs> yeah. views of any of your videos. It does, um, yeah. And the comments that are coming through for this, can I, I'm going to read a couple of them. Oh, go for One, it, yeah. If this song doesn't blow up, I will eat my hat. It's so good. I love every second of this video. Okay. Uh, next one. This one's very creative. This is incredible. I've never heard that before. Um, the last one I pulled was great song with amazing video. It's like 1996 again on MTV. Really, this song could be in the top 10 on the music charts. And... And I mean, that's so wonderful. How does that feel getting that kind of feedback on a project you've sat on and <laughs> held on to for a while? It feels really good. It feels really good um, not to feed my ego, but it, it, it just especially kind of questioning whether I was doing the right things, whether I should kind of continue with music, because I feel like myself and a lot of other musicians, once the pandemic kind of hit, we were all questioning, like, is this like, this is something that we love doing, but what about when things get a little hard? So I always, at least during that time, I felt kind of directionless. So having this kind of, these comments or this kind of reception for it definitely made me feel like I'm, I'm on the right direction. Um, and it, it, it feels good. Like the video was so much fun to make. It was really fun working with the director, John Meyer, um, was incredible. I've worked with him on several other projects, but this one, we were like, we were both in the mindset, like, okay, we got to top everything else that we've done. Mm -hmm. And it was just so fun. I had my friends in the music video. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all like, it was like during the time where we all had to be in our own bubble and those guys were in my bubbles. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) want to be in my music video? Uh, and it worked out great. My sister did the choreography for it and Mm. we all kind of taught each other online before we showed up and, um, it, it was so much fun. And I think you can kind of tell that we had a lot of fun doing it. Now, John uh, Meyer, he did your other video too, the, uh, the pretty girl video. He too, did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one also is incredible. That, that's, Thank that's you. a work of art. Yeah. I, I, I think he has a really wonderful way of conveying a story within a song. Like you, you know, a story songs can definitely be about story and they're, they're story driven, but he actually took a very applicable story from the song and really shown that within the visuals, within the the whole music video. And I thought he did a really wonderful job, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my favorite videos. Uh, I mean, Danny, Danny DeVito, okay, I love it. I, I love Danny. It's just, it's <laughs> so I just happy. love it too. <laughs> it's great. We, we were, we got on the Zoom call, we were singing it. Bopping along I've to it. You, I've told you, Haley, the, the guitar part. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It's stuck in my head for months. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, James, uh, James, um, my partner, he produced it and like all, all that, he made it into a really wonderful bop. Like he, 
did a fantastic job with it. I cannot commend him for how wonderful of a producer he is. Uh, and just writing with him in general, like we wrote Do For You together along with our friend Eric Stalker. And mm. um, we also wrote the upcoming song songs. There's, there's a couple more coming out. I'm trying to figure out, should I release it like mm. single by yeah. single by single? But um, tell us, James- Tell us, give us the scoop <laughs> on all these. Give us the inside scoop. Yeah, so I I don't know, like there's a lot of songs we're working on right now. I think we're going to end up making either, I think the first thing we're going to release is an EP, however songs that may be, I'm not sure, and then we're going to make a full-length album. Um, But yeah, I'm really stoked. I'm really stoked for all of them because I feel like I'm, I'm kind of taking my music to a level where I've always wanted to make people dance. I've always wanted to make people move, like especially like working with my sister on the the music videos. Like for one, she did the choreography for Danny DeVito, but for Do For You, she was actually in the music video. She was one oh, of the dancers. I was dancers. wondering about those dancers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so uh, I, 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 I wanna make music that can make people move, get into their bodies. You know, I feel like we've been so separated, so disconnected for so long that the next couple of songs or even a full length album, I want to make people dance and I want to like celebrate us coming back together, you know, being, being connected again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like the, the next song I think, I think we're going to release is called taillights and it's, it's kind of a breakup song, but it's like, it's bringing back in like those classic rock sounds like from Fleetwood Mac and um, maybe, maybe a little bit, uh, well, definitely Fleetwood Mac vibes, but um, that's the next single that's going to come out. But it's definitely like a, a one that we can all sway to and dance to, uh, as well as the next one after that, I think is going to be our song Hush, which I wrote with um, James as well. So both of those songs I wrote with James, but um, those are, I think, the next songs that are going to come out. We might, ah, strong, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> strong, maybe. We'll find out. I, <clears throat> I love the almost vision or mission statement of this album being I want to make people dance. Mm -hmm. Um, I just finished, my mom made me do it. She she made me uh, listen to the Brene Brown book, uh, The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm -hmm. And I just finished it. And and the biggest takeaway I I got from that is that play, the act of play, which includes dancing, singing, you know, basically anything that doesn't get you to an end point that brings you this sense of joy, right? Mm -hmm. That play is just as important as rest for us as humans. Mm. And that and that the opposite of depression isn't activity, it's it's playfulness. So like mm. playfulness is this other end of the spectrum and there's so many people who have been so isolated and depressed during this time that the vision of bringing people back to life through play and having your music be a part of that is really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I haven't read that yet, but I, I completely agree with it 100%. You know, I think that's one thing that a lot of people kind of turn to maybe, maybe alcohol or other things because those, you know, those substances kind of bring us that euphoric feeling that we had when we were kids. I actually had a wonderful conversation about this with a friend and, um, you know, like, I, I miss, I think one of the things I really miss about being a kid or being, you know, euphoric or youthful is just like this feeling that we can play, you mm-hmm. know, and that we don't have to have something attached to it. We can just be goofy. We can just be playful. And I, I want us to kind of find that again. I don't know. I know for myself, I, I, I love being goofy. I think I've finally surrounded myself with a good crew of people that are all goofy, all playful. And it just feels really good to have that kind of 
community, community, communication and everything. So if we can give that back to, to anybody who's listening, I, I, that's all I want. So I want to shift the topic to social media for a minute yeah. here. So I want to understand from your perspective as an artist and a musician, what role does social media play for you? Um, how does how does it play into your career and your community and connection with fans, et cetera? I think it really plays a big role more so now than it was when I was younger. Um, you know, the way that I kind of think of it and the way that I think is the best way to think about it is it's part of the game of being an indie artist. Mm. Um, if it's a game, you know, I don't really want to see it as being anything so personal, but, you know, it social media plays such a big role in how your audience can find you. You know, it's a, it's a big game of hide and go seek, basically like mm -hmm. you, uh, mostly seeking, but, <laughs> but you are the artist that is like being discovered, you know? Um, so outside of the audience, I will outside of, you know, your local audience, which is where you live, you know, where you usually play your gigs. Um, you know, there's this whole world of people who can potentially love what you do as an artist. And it's a, a big game of trying to find them so they can enjoy your music. So I, I, it's, it's huge, but it's also one of the best tools that you can have as an artist. Cause you can find people around the world that, you know, you probably never would have met in person before, but they found you and now they, they love what you do and they love the things that you write. And I've actually found a couple of friends, like ones in Finland and ones in LA who just discovered me through Danny DeVito. And it's, it's just really cool to connect with people like that. Right now, are you responsible for doing all of your own posting and presence management and everything? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> How is that for you? I think it is okay. I feel like there's a lot of things I'm currently learning. Um, I'm, I'm mostly just kind of trying things and seeing what works and what doesn't work, seeing like the data behind the things that I post. Um, it is kind of like, it's like a game, you know, but mostly if you think about the end goal of being like, if my music is front of an, is in front of the right people, great. But uh, I, I'd say the hardest part is finding the time to do all of it. You know, like I, I still have my full-time job. I still, you know, I'm, I'm gigging's coming back again, you know, and then you also want to have time for the real people that you love in your life too. Mm -hmm. um, like your family and your friends and your, your loved ones. So I think the hardest part is finding the time to do all of it and or consistency and quality are like the two big components of making it work, I think. I know so many of my friends or like a good chunk of them who are consistently putting out really great content or like content that really speaks to people. And that's how they're gaining an audience is by giving, um, you know, knowing that their product is worth something or doing something that they love to do and someone else can enjoy it. If that's like the, the way that I would describe the way all of us are kind of starting to think is that we're creating things that we enjoy, but it's really giving to other people too. Yeah. I noticed that your most watched reel on Instagram is just this <laughs> little clip of what if we made music for cats? And I'm like, I'm like, I mean, could we just do cat music? Maybe we've got cat, a uh, little cat professional laptop. Uh, cats bopping to Danny DeVito. Like, can we bring a cat campaign into your overall content scheme? 
I kind of want to do that. Like I've I've talked to James. Like, hey, can we actually make music for cats? Because that <laughs> sounds really fun. Um, but we've also talked about making like maybe down the line making music for kids. Like, oh, I, we are both silly people, and we love making really goofy stuff along with the stuff that we that we are like really proud of. But you know, it's all that sense of play. Uh, I can't believe that video has like the most views, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. I like when I, when I sometimes watch it, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. This is hilarious. Cause like it, we were playing around with different, we were like writing a song and we were like playing around with different instruments for this like particular instrumental section. And we were like, oh my God, this sounds like this should be like in a video game or like for a cat video or something. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe along the line, we will do that. I feel like that's a good uh, marketing and job opportunity to make music specifically for cats. Like I think it's brilliant. Uh, it's <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one good example of, is that video that you did, uh, Disco Montana, of, <laughs> yeah. of the In My Room, or it's called In My Room or something like yeah. that. Yeah! You guys were having a blast making that <laughs> video, you can tell. Oh, and, man. Uh, that, that, that came through, definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we actually, we I was so stoked. That song is just so fun. And we were like, hey, let's just, you know, we, we don't have really have the money right now to actually make a music video. So why don't we just, like, film it in my room? And... <laughs> <laughs> it, it turned out great. <laughs> we it's just kind of used. Too. Thanks. <laughs> See, that's another one of those examples of like when you're actually having so much fun on this side of the equation during the creation process. When mm -hmm. it's consumed, that level of fun balances back out on the other side, right? People yeah. can actually feel the feelings that were put into the creation of a project that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I need to fill my life with more of those fun things because it's, it's always so rewarding doing anything that is like, that can just make you feel like authentically yourself. Like that, that's the one thing I really enjoy. One of the new things that's kind of happening is people are wanting like a, a personal brand. They want to, they want to follow, they want to support, they want to buy not so much buy, but like they want to, they want to invest in people who are completely authentic and can like personable, who are real people. I feel like we're all past this phase uh, where we're, we're trying to seek perfection. I mean, I'm sure like there's always going to be that theme, but I think that we're kind of done with that. We really want real experiences and we want to find real stories and real people. And I think that's one thing about the, the new wave of social media that I'm just really excited for people being completely authentic and real. Yeah. The jig is up. Yeah. <laughs> the you jig know? is up now that there are so many creators and mm -hmm. there's just so much content that you can choose from at any time. We don't have to take the content from mass media. We don't have to. And, and I even see from a social media perspective, I see this big shift between, um, these macro influencers, right? These huge influencers with many millions of followers versus these like, you know, 10,000, 5,000 follower micro influencers mm -hmm. and the return that you get from building a relationship with a few micro micro influencers versus the return that you get as a brand by having just one thing post posted out to 2 million people. It's immense. People don't really care to hear a, what somebody was paid to say. 
Um, mm. They care more to hear about what somebody's actual experience is, what people's actual opinions are. And we have mm -hmm. the, the freedom to be able to plug into those experiences instead of having to be forced into the media outlets of, of macro influencers now. Yeah. One thing that I feel like you deserve major kudos and, and just like, I'd like to bow down a little is, um, I noticed in your YouTube videos, your Instagram posts, everything, if somebody comments, you're like responding to every comment right now. <laughs> um, is that, is that difficult for you? How do you keep up with that kind of thing? I, I'd say it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing about, it's not difficult. It just takes time. Um, you know, thinking of a comment as someone reaching out to you and if you ignore them, then they could just miss out on something that you create and they, that they could potentially really love. You know, that's why I want to engage with them. I want them to know me in a sense that they can discover more about my music and my story. Um, so I, I don't think it's, it's difficult. It's just, you know, it's a way of, of you can like actually connecting to your audience on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Well, it shows a sincere commitment to, you know, building community, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just, you know, maybe gaining attention. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I commend you for that work. It's not easy to kind of be plugged in and, and aware of those things all the time. And it does, it does just take work, right? Attention and intention. And, and it's a very good practice. I was, I was very impressed to see comments back on every YouTube comment. <laughs> well, it, it's just like, especially if they leave like a, a, a comment, like one of the ones that you mentioned above, like it's, it's like, it's, you know, you, why would you not want to respond to that? That's just, just so, so sweet. Or like if, if someone has really something thoughtful to say, like, they, they, they deserve to like hear something back from you. If you're, if they're being that like generous with their time to me, then I need to give them something in return. Like my time, you know, well, it like takes, they, uh, some vulnerability, right? It I does mean, take vulnerability, putting themselves out there and they don't know that they're going to hear back from you or anything like that, but they're, they still feel like that's what they want to say. And so it means everything when they, when you, they do hear back from you. Yeah. Like, and you never know what, what might happen. You know, it could always be someone who, you know, is a, is in the music scene themselves. And because of that connection, you could potentially collaborate with them. You never know. There's always going to be like, there's just so many different stories out into the world. And, you know, it just takes like one small move to kind of collide in, in such a nice way. Like they could even work on a podcast or something like that. And yeah, then all of a sudden, you can work on a podcast. Like, I'm down, let's do it. Um, so I have a question then, because I think you're just doing such a good job of presenting yourself on social media and on YouTube and, and you. just having such a good presence there. Social media for good is a concept that we've been talking about for so long, talking about bringing good into the world through social media, about being mindful of the content that we're taking in, and also like taking a really good hard look at what's wrong with social media, the actual platforms, the laws around the platforms, and how we can positively impact them. So I guess I'm wondering from your perspective, how can other artists and musicians also be using social media for good? That's a, that's a really great question. I'd, I think just from 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 what I've viewed and how I've kind of learned to use social media as a tool, using your platform as a way to shed light about important issues around the world, being another voice in support of the things that you believe in, you know, it's also like a great tool to stay informed, to stay educated 
Um, I know many of us used and continue to use social media over the last year to stay informed about what was happening around the country politically and socially, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement um, and sharing those those stories and sources of information. So, you know, their followers or our followers can, you know, teach each other um, and themselves how to understand all of what's happening as well. You know, there's a lot of negative stuff on the Internet right now um, <laughs> and it has been for a while, you know, but if you use it in a way to really teach yourself and others, that being said, making a, a note that you should always understand or research the sources of information so as well. Important. You know, don't share something that is like fake news or it hasn't a, a real reliable source. You know, always ch- cite your sources and check your information first. But it's it's a great tool to, to learn and to teach yourself. It's a great way to share information um, about what's happening and, and like what you can actively do to make those those things better within the world and within your own community. Is it difficult for you to at all to choose what type of content you talk about and share based on the fact that you Haley are an individual, but then you also kind of have your, your public facing persona of, you know, your Haley Lynn music. Is it, it, how do you go about deciding what topics you choose to share and comment on and which ones maybe you choose not to? I think that, you know, if, if it's something that's really important, I think that we really need to share it and spread voice. And, you know, you can always have links within um, your bio on, on Facebook or Instagram of more sources of information. If the people who follow you are curious to learn more, giving them access to that, you know, Um, I also think that there's some things that I can actively, you know, have more success in helping by, you know, actively talking to people in my life. So uh, within social media, there's there's certain things that you can do, but there's actively things that you can do outside of social media too, that you can be a good, you know, influence to, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do actively within your community and active online, you know, but it's also kind of a balance, like, you know, like finding if, if, um, you know, sometimes I, I find that even though I use social media as a tool, I find that sometimes I think that my mental health needs to be taken care of more sometimes, especially if you see such negative things continuously, it has an impact on your mental health. And I think that knowing when to say, okay, you know what, I, I could say something about this, but you know, I think I need to just like process this inwardly and learn from it and, you know, do my own research and be my own teacher for this because, you know, I, I need to take care of this part of myself. I need to take care of my own health and my own brain. And then when I can, like, when I can be my best self and when I can absorb everything and understand it properly, then I can be a best, the best tool that I can be to help. Have either of you watched the, um, the Bo Burnham Netflix special Inside? No, I haven't yet, but I really want to. (laughs) Somebody recommended it to me last weekend and I, and I watched it and it's, I mean, it's genius. Obviously, I imagine you would nearly go mad, um, creating this content that he created, but one of the songs is called like the internet and it's Uh like, just come for a little bit of everything all of the time. Um, and it also says, could any, he, he has this little stand up portion in the middle of it. That's like, could any could any individual person just shut the F up about <laughs> yeah. just one topic for just one hour? Yeah. <laughs> and it's what you're talking about, you know? There's like, sure, we could talk about all of these things and we could shout it on every platform we want, but like, what is it? Are we serving? What are we actually serving? Yeah. Um, 
it does it make more sense for us to talk in person with the people who are closest to us you know does it make more sense what's the actual return on us not shutting the f up yeah yeah like you don't necessarily have to make an impact like you don't have to post everything on social media like some things you can have for yourself you can save those things for yourself so you can understand them better you know and and then uh, be a more empathetic and wonderful human being. You know, there's just so many things happening continuously all the time that you just, you need to take care of yourself first before you can be the warrior person that you are, you know? So you're leading so well into the last segment that I like to talk about, which is like your personal relationship with social media. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got a couple layers of questions for that. So one is like, what platforms do you in, what platforms are you on for social media and which ones do you enjoy versus not enjoy? Okay. Well, I, I find that I, I have something on most platforms. Uh, like I have Instagram, I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have a TikTok. Um, there's probably something else I don't really know. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. That's like, I'd say YouTube and Instagram are the ones that I like the best because I feel like I can be more artistic on those. TikTok's just fun because it gives me cat videos and <laughs> uh, I, I like taking videos of my cat too. So, you know, um, <laughs> but Uh, I'd say Facebook is a great way for like, I've always kind of considered Facebook as a way of me connecting. When I, when I lived in Canada, it was a way for me to talk to my family when, when I was in school in Canada. So that's mostly just a way to kind of stay in touch with my friends abroad and uh, across the country. So that's more so like a a social one just to kind of connect with your, with your friends and family mostly. But um, I'd say, yeah, Instagram or YouTube, those are, those are the two ones that I try to put out like thoughtful and consistent content on. So how's your overall relationship with social media? What are <laughs> some of the maybe maybe good habits that you have, maybe bad habits that you have? How's how's your overall relationship with social media right now? It's a relationship. Um, some <laughs> days it's good, some days answer. it's bad. You know, it's, uh, I, some days I, I'm like, okay, this is a tool. Some days I'm like, okay, I let this give me a negative mindset. I let this happen to myself and now I'm in a hole. So honestly, it, it shouldn't be taken so seriously as it does. Um, but I, I need to teach, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know I need to personally <laughs> teach myself to use it just as a, as a tool instead of anything personal. Um, because when I have taken it to a personal level, it has affected my mental health and it should only be used as a tool either to connect with people, collab with people, you know, find, have people find you as an indie artist, but you know, that's, it shouldn't be taken in any, any level of personally affect, like affecting you. That was a weird sentence. It shouldn't personally affect you the way that it has, you know, at least from my mindset, I, everybody has an, uh, their own different mindset, but that's mine. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's, it's a, it's a, it's a game. It's a game. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, but more so, I think it's a great way to just connect with people, people that you don't necessarily see in person. But, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that it can be used for good. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That was that was awesome. I, I, I have to say, like a lot of what we do here at Spry is, is is education. Actually, I mean, we are trying to teach people how to use social media for good. And you just you just gave our whole spiel right there. I know. <laughs> it feels good. Know everything. It's, it's really great. We're we very have, knowledgeable about this. Uh, thank you. <laughs> we have uh, last month was Mental Health Awareness Month in May, right? Yeah. And so we had a couple of counselors on talking about social media mental health you know we recently had one of the counselors reach back out to us and just tell us that they have many like older teens early 20s clients who are experiencing some pretty heavy depression off of their social Mm -hmm. media use um yeah especially in regards to uh, the comparative nature that can happen especially for young people who don't quite have maybe the brain maturation to to be more centered in themselves Mm -hmm. um has that been anything that you've ever struggled with on social media and that have you learned to, or have you entered at a different time where it wasn't an issue for you at all? I was really lucky growing up in the fact that I didn't really get an iPhone until I was 21. Um, so I, I always had like a flip phone or really just like very phone. I just had a phone. It just, I called I really people, like I texted movement. people. I wish, well, I wish I had that and as that's a gift right now. Well, we call those dumb phones. They're not the smartphones, yeah. they're the dumb phones. The smart but it worked. And um, I actually remember having a wonderful conversation to my friend um, in Canada about like, yeah, don't get an iPhone. Don't, don't get on the social media because it's like, you know, you're not going to be so present. You're not going to be, um, you're not going to be connecting with people. And I did notice that when I, when I had my dumb phone and all my friends had like smartphones, they would always be looking at their phones. They'd always be watching things. They'd always constantly be looking at their phones. And I'd be like, Hey, come on, hang out with me. We're here together. Um, and I noticed once I got that phone and once I got the, the smart one things I, I saw when you're being shown the best things in everybody's life, or just like the coolest things in everybody's life all the time. And the things that people are most excited about, you don't see anything else. You don't see any of the hard things or how, like how hard they had to work to get there. You know, you, you automatically have this comparative mindset. You automatically compare yourself. And um, whereas, you know, there's a lot of things that you should be proud about for yourself. A lot of things that you should, you know, be grateful for. Yeah, everyone has their own process. And I don't think social media really shows that. I feel like one of the things I've at least tried to do with my own platform is to even express that vulnerability, like, Hey, today's not a good day. Or, you know, uh, just to kind of give awareness to, you know, the, the other side of the spectrum, you know, not the, not necessarily all the great things, but you know, the, the struggle, um, or, or even, the issues that I've, I've personally, like I struggle with depression and I've struggled with anxiety for a very long time. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, I've gotten to a point where I can, I don't fall into that trap. I mean, some days the trap's just there and you're like, Oh, I'm in here now. This is where I live. (laughs) Um, but I think that it is, it's a very mindful practice to, teach yourself every day. If you have to be on social media for your work, like if you are an influencer, if you are a person who stares at the screen every single day, all the time for your day job, you know, it's, it takes a toll on you. You have to actively make changes or actively have moments in your day where you are not on social media, where you're not being involved like that. Um, because it can, it can really affect you and make what you're already struggling with worse. Um, 
And that's, that's, that's the balancing act. That's the balancing act that you have to consistently do. Um, I'd say that I'm more so in a place now than I have in the past where I'm, I'm very comfortable with who I am as a person. I understand my flaws, but also my strengths and my weaknesses. And I'm really, really happy with where I am. Um, and all the decisions that I've, I've kind of lined up for myself that, you know, I, I can kind of think more logically as opposed to being consumed by my, by my heart or my emotions. Um, you know, and I think that we have to actively practice that, especially when you're viewing something perfect every day online, you know, people are not really like that. People are flawed. People have imperfections. I do, I do wonder if part of the wisdom that I can see you carry about this comes from you starting a bit later on social media. And, and um, when we do listening sessions with teens about social media and their social media use and what they would tell younger kids, um, what we hear a lot is, you know, once you start, you can't really go back. So if you could start later, right, if you could push out the time that you get a phone like this and you get on social media that will have a positive return and so I just I'm I just started thinking about the idea that you know maybe your first children's song could be like our smartphones really smart <laughs> yeah. and um you know maybe you could you could make that for us so we can use it for our uh for our totally youth campaign <laughs> yeah definitely I, I actually wrote a song called I wish you love me like your cell phone that's right um, yeah, back in 2018 it's a little outdated I've heard, I've heard that <laughs> Um, yeah, no, like I, I think I, once we kind of get on the kick of writing music for kids one day, I definitely think that we should write something along that vein. Um, uh, it, but then we would probably have to update it every couple of years. Cause there's always going to be something new on the phone. Yeah, something, soon it'll something be new. your microchip. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know? <laughs> well, I, I think I'm pretty happy. I went through most of what we have here. Um, Chad, you happy? You have anything else? This has been a lot of fun. Nope, I yeah. don't have anything other than to say thank you, Haley, so much. Of course. Thanks so much for, for reaching out to me and having me on the show. I'm, I'm just so stoked to, to be here with you guys today. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for your time. And if you want to hear more from Haley Lynn, you can find her all over. You can find her on YouTube, looking up Haley Lynn Music, on Instagram, Haley Lynn Music, um, on TikTok, T on TikTok, on TikTok, you're just going to find her cats. Hopefully sometime soon <laughs> they'll, they'll have a little laptop. Um, but we will so look forward to when you first start doing some more live gigs again, and yeah. um, we'll follow along on your journey too. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Haley. And for everybody else, we will talk to you soon. Keep learning. Space podcast was produced by Spry Social Media Marketing. Digital Marketing Agility. Edited by Chad Hinman and executive produced by Lacey Fott.